ButcherBox makes it easy and convenient to get the highest quality grass-fed, grass-finished beef, organic free-range chicken, heritage breed pork, and wild-caught seafood without any antibiotics or added hormones delivered straight to your door. For me, I love their ribeye steak with a smoke and reverse sear, their tender belly bacon, which is some of the best uncured bacon on planet Earth. ButcherBox partners with people, small farmers included, that treat their animals in the best possible way and never give any added antibiotics or hormones. When you join, you choose your box and delivery frequency. You can cancel at any time without any penalty, and ButcherBox delivers amazing and fresh meat right to your door in a 100% recyclable box. For a limited time only, get free chicken nuggets for a year and 10% off your first box when you sign up today and use the code WP. That's a 22-ounce bag of gluten-free organic chicken nuggets in every order for a year when you sign up at butcherbox.com forward slash WP and use the code WP. Welcome to Western Contours Podcast, sharing experiences, providing insight, and looking for solutions to become better hunters. We talk gear, on and off season preparation, tips and tactics, conservation, and finding inspiration in the outdoors as sportsmen and women. Thank you for joining us as we share our love for all things Western hunting. Hey guys, I sat down with Lena Monsoor, Kong Valley Collective's adventurer. We get into stepping outside of your comfort zone, KVC's diversity, and pursuing your passions. Enjoy the episode. So we're on with Lena Monsoor. Lena, thank you for taking time out of your evening and sitting down with me, telling us a little bit about yourself and your outdoor experience. Uh, why don't you give us a little bit of an intro and some background? Absolutely. Um, thanks for having me on. I love your podcast. I think they're such a great resource, not only for hunters, but for all facets of the outdoor lifestyle. So Thank I'm you. really excited to be a part of it. Yep. Um, I support your journey. I love what you're doing. I've listened to all your podcasts. Um so I think you're going to be doing some really great things, and I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate all of that. Absolutely. So why don't you give us a little background and tell us about yourself a bit, and then we'll get into the outdoor life and hunting. Absolutely. Um, so, I mean, we might as well just start with hunting. I literally have no background whatsoever in either hunting or archery. Um I know that most of the people that you've interviewed on this podcast um, have been introduced to the sport via family or significant other. Um, I listened to the one that had Kristen on the other day, and she was so great and so eloquent in her speaking and inspirational. But just to use her as an example, um, she was introduced to the sport by her then boyfriend, now husband, which is so amazing. Um, unfortunately, I just didn't have that opportunity um, to kind of elaborate on myself, um, most people don't know this about me, but I was born in Egypt and I came to the States when I was younger. My dad's still there. Um, there's a whole other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but I grew up with a single mom and it was great, but 
it wasn't necessarily conducive to hunting or archery or anything to that extent. Um, I did ride horses starting at a very young age. I was actually on the Texas State University equestrian team. Um, Yeah, as far as archery, I have always been intrigued by archery, just never really foresaw that being a reality until just recently. Um, So I'm really pursuing this path solo. I'm so excited for the journey, Um, stoked about what's in store for me. And luckily, I live somewhere with a huge outdoor community. Oh, yeah. And I'm really, yeah, trying to take full advantage of what that has to offer, both here locally in Montana, as well as the online community. Um, Everyone has just been so helpful. I've had numerous people reach out to me, um, giving me advice and assisting me and answering any questions that I may have. So I'm so, so appreciative of that. Um, For those of you new to the sport as well, like I said, there's some really amazing online resources. For example, you have Michael Batiste with um, Elk Calling Academy. You have Guy here with Western Contours. Um, You have all the amazing guys over at Kong Valley Collective. so there are, there are more people willing and happy to assist you in this pursuit than you might assume. That being said, I'm really inspired. I'm pumped. Um, there's so much for me to learn, and I'm stoked for the process. So what drew you to archery versus rifle diving into that hunting? <laughs> Say that again. You're breaking up. Oh, I'm sorry. What drew you into rifle or excuse me archery hunting versus rifle hunting um to be honest i it's i I don't know exactly it's just something that intrigued me and um to me and no offense to anyone who pursues whatever um approach but uh it seems to be more skill involved um Uh oh (laughs) yep i know (laughs) i probably just pissed off a whole bunch of people there but that is my personal humble opinion um and that's why i'm pursuing that uh i would like to also rifle hunt as well um but i'd really like to pursue this path initially with um with archery and, and bow hunting so you don't have a problem with frustration (laughs) No, it it is definitely that to a point early on but yeah that that up close and personal experience with archery is uh and i i both do both ride rifle and archery but there's something about archery that just keeps you there and and makes you want to get better every time you go out and it's just amazing right absolutely so what are you shooting or have you picked up a bow yet or um so i have like I said, I'm I'm just starting this process, um, so I'm still new to it. I've been doing a lot of research. I've been re- reaching out to a lot of folks and um, getting advice. And I went down to my local archery shop just the other day and spoke with them. And um, so I'm still making that decision. I'll probably go pick something up next week and try to really amp it up from there. Um, unfortunately I do live out in the sticks. It's a population of 350 people. So, um, you know, it's a little bit of a hike to get in, but well worth it. Um, yeah. So give me about a week or two and I'm there. Nice. Yeah. That, uh, hence the signal, right? We're, we got a bunch of static. Everybody's going to be going, what's going <laughs> on? So Lena's in the sticks. Right. <laughs> so you, 
moved from Egypt to the States, uh, but not directly to Montana? Um, that's correct. Um, so <laughs> it's been kind of a wild ride. Um, I know you had mentioned earlier, you'd asked me when we were speaking earlier about my um, handle on Instagram, Perpetual Wanderer. Yeah, so, that's where I was um, going. <laughs> <laughs> I figured. So um, So luckily, I was in a position growing up um, to travel quite a bit. Um, like I said, and like you just mentioned, I was born in Egypt. Um, I spent some time in Panama and Israel and have had some really crazy travel adventures all over the world. Um, whether it was almost getting taken by gypsies in Romania, um, having my horse <laughs> stolen in Egypt in the middle of the desert, being escorted by military police in Luxor um, because I was about to get kidnapped oh, taken wow. as someone's wife. Um, little did they know that was a bad call. <laughs> um, <laughs> To zip lining with the shadiest equipment known to man in the Dominican Republic. Um, when I was young, Mossad, which is essentially the Israeli Secret Service, was monitoring flights to ensure I wasn't kidnapped and taken out of the country by my dad. If that had been the case, unfortunately, I would not be in a position to come back to the States. Um, so I could tell you a million crazy stories about moving around and my upbringing, but. Um, Really, the reality of all of it is that these encounters and situations only amplified my desire to sustain this adventuristic lifestyle. Um, and off topic, but I'm currently planning my next adventure to cage dive with great white sharks in oh, South nice. Africa. Nice. Yeah. So um, holding off on that until I graduate grad school. Um, but I'm so excited about that. That's definitely on my bucket list. Um, but all that being said, obviously. I'm a little more comfortable with a less traditional lifestyle than most. I had a little bit of a different upbringing than most people. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I really try to pursue things according to my level of passion and, and what speaks to my soul. So hence the name Perpetual Wonder. So Hopefully that <laughs> clarifies some things. It sounds like a movie, right? Um <laughs> a good or a bad one, though. <laughs> that sounds like a good action movie. Um, but you would think that that would draw someone to settle down and, right, be the opposite of, of what you are. Right? It sounded like, you know, it sounded like an action movie plot, right, going through that. Um, but with all that adventure, I mean, it had, you know, it, it, it speaks through your post, right? When you when you look at some of your, you have some of the best posts. Um, this is way off topic, but you have some of the best posts I've ever seen as far as the pictures and the sunsets. Um, some of that stuff is amazing. Um, and it's it's Thank like you, a constant chase, right? And I, and I sent you that bullet, right? Chasing sunsets. Um, right. But it's... Yeah, perpetual wanderer. It, it couldn't describe it better when you start going through that page, um, <laughs> because it's it's like you're constantly seeking right that that next scene, and it's just yeah. I I think to a point I'd be envious of that, or I am envious of that. Right? We all, well, not all of us, but a lot of us are tied down to you know the job and things of that nature. So it looks pretty cool, but yeah, heck of an adventure movie there. <laughs> Well, I greatly appreciate that. I couldn't have said it better. I'm always searching for the next thing. I'm always out there trying to see new things and experience life to the fullest. And um, I'm not a photographer. I'm, you know, I, literally those are all 
iPhone. Um, and it's just me out there. I'm drawn to something beautiful and I take a picture and I'm just out there pursuing my passion and I take pictures of things that I'm inspired by. So that passion is definitely outdoors, right? What, what draws you to it? Yeah. Um, (laughs) so, so many things, um, I know this is so cliche, but, uh, but nature really is my church. Um, the more that I'm pursuing this path, this outdoor lifestyle, the more that I'm finding this to be true. Um, I'm definitely more of a solo adventurer. So when I'm out there doing my thing, it's like the world goal. It makes me happy and content and fulfilled. Um, I think I mentioned this on one of the Kong posts, but I honestly view it as, um, freedom from all that binds me, whether it be bills or obligations, school, the pressures of my career, dating, not dating, <laughs> whatever it may be. Um, it's just pure freedom to me. Um, so I really started kind of to pursue this outdoor lifestyle when I moved to Florida, I think back in 2013. Um, my mom had undergone treatment for breast cancer and was returning home from Afghanistan. Uh, we had decided to both relocate and meet in Florida to take care of my grandparents who had just gone into hospice care. I was fresh out of a very toxic eight-year relationship and was really just seeking more from life. I knew that there was more than what I was experiencing. So I went out there. I taught myself to fish and how to throw a cast net. And I was out there nearly every weekend. Luckily, I... Um, lived at the beach, so I had access to beach fishing, and then I primarily fished the intercoastal um, with the occasional deep-sea fishing trip. Um, so moving to Florida afforded me a lot of opportunity. From there, I started hiking, and again, it's Florida, so it's pretty flat. But regardless, um, I purchased a kayak and started fishing from that. Uh, coming for you, Ricky just for the record. Um, but I started doing all these solo adventures and doing a lot of off-roading and just really random things and seeking what was out there and, and really just seeking the unknown for me. So what's your fish in Florida? Snook, reds, what? Uh, I always wanted to catch a snook and everyone does. I don't know how I can pull it off. Um, so lots of mullet where I was and people typically don't eat that. Um, I caught quite a bit of flounder, lots of crab, lots of shrimp, lots of shrimp with the cast net. So typically we just take that, use it as, as, uh, as bait. Yeah. So, so you never caught a snook off a kayak in the intercoastals? No, what the heck? I know. What about the That's reds? Got some reds, yep. Yeah, reds Absolutely. are fun. Reds yeah. are fun. I lost a huge red the last time I was in Florida. It was massive and it crossed a crossed Summer. another line and yeah, that was uh it still haunts me. It's like the the deer that got away. <laughs> I believe it. Well, the snooker fun too though. That's a fun that's a fun fighting fish. Right. I'm shocked though. Um I know. and cast nets <laughs> cast nets are a, a beast themselves though. I tried. I my I got family down there and my uncle is uh he's a genius with that cast net thing and I just yeah. <laughs> it it's wouldn't, a process. Can yeah. you see people out there who's like I had a six and a ten set that out there was like twenty foot cast nets yeah. and with a yeah. That's crazy. One it's of a these skill. days, but it's, it's an absolute it skill. It's almost an art, right? To bring that thing Absolutely. in and cast it. And yeah, it's nuts. I look like a fool throwing that thing. <laughs> it 
definitely takes practice. That's yeah, it does. For sure. So this is a little bit different ride than my usual ride. Generally, we're talking to, you know, someone involved in hunting um, or has, you know, a rifle guy or a bow guy or, you know, an elk guy or deer guy. Um, right. So part of this is with the Kong Valley Collective um, and your involvement with them um, and their diversity. So why don't you give us some of the Kong Valley um, collective deal and your part with them and, and what drew you into Kong? And Absolutely. Um, so I'll be totally honest with y'all. I don't recall exactly how it all played out, but I know I was speaking with Webb, with Christian regarding um, hunting or archery or something to that extent, and I saw how passionate he was about both Kong Valley and the outdoors and um, I was really stricken by how informative he was and how inspiring he was. And the more that I learned about Kong Valley and their mission and their statement, um, and really this is right before they were even ramping up. Um, and it was like, instantly, I want to be a part of this. I don't know how I can contribute since I'm not, like you said, the typical hunter angler that's represented by them. But I knew I wanted to be a part of it. Their passion spoke to me. They were so dedicated. Um, but again, really the thing that drew me was their passion and the way that they educated not only fellow outdoorsmen, but also those folks opposed to people who hunt or fish or anything to that extent. Um, so like I said, I wanted to be a part of it. Didn't know quite how I could contribute. Um, Christian ended up introducing me to some of the other guys and it kind of snowballed from there. They asked me, to come on as their adventurer. Um, so I'm stoked. I support their cause. I support their mission. I support the guys and girls on this team. It really is a family-like environment, and I am so thankful to be a part of it. They really inspire me on a daily basis. Um, and for those of you listening who don't know about them, I would strongly urge you to go check them out. Um, if you're listening, you're probably already familiar with them, but they are doing some really great things. They're going to be rolling out some amazing, amazing things. So make sure you stay tuned. That's right. So one of the things that's important to the KVC thing is diversity. Um, why don't you give us a little bit about that, right? From, from your standpoint as a woman, uh, and then a woman that doesn't have much hunting experience, but a ton of outdoor experience, um, why is the diversity with Kong so important to that mission, uh, but to the other guys and gals of Kong? Sure. So one of their statements, their missions is to, um, educate people about the outdoor lifestyle, um, more specifically hunting. Um, but if they're able to bring on a diverse group to represent them, then people looking in um, who they're in turn trying to educate um, have more options to look to. Um, so as far as being a woman, um, for me, it doesn't necessarily impact me. It doesn't play a role. Um, I'm strictly there to represent the outdoor lifestyle to hopefully, I mean, inspire people to get outdoors or whatever it may be to ask me questions or, you know. Um, so I think in everything, diversity is extremely important. So with, you, you said being a woman doesn't matter, but it has to be, you know, looking at that for someone 
that isn't as assertive maybe um it has to be pretty uh nice to see a woman involved with you know with something that that seems to be male dominated right these guys are trying to bridge a gap um so what would you tell other women that are looking at you know kong valley um or getting into hunting what would you tell them what's your advice to them so honestly, the really wonderful thing about Kong Valley is it is all inclusive. That is part of their mission um, to re- represent people of all races, of all genders. Um, so if you're interested in hunting or fishing or whatever it may be as a woman, um, follow your passion, follow your path. Everyone's path is different. Um, if you want to hear more of my story, you'll see that. So um, like I said, just follow follow your passion and if you have questions we're here just reach out to us um that's part of what kong valley is about is education and um bring people on board to the outdoor lifestyle um and supporting this lifestyle so the more people the merrier honestly regardless of gender so following your passion um why don't you give us a little bit about that how did you how did you find your way um with this entire experience, this outdoor experience? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, regards to that, let's just kind of take it back. So, um, so really where this started. So it's been quite an interesting journey to get to where I'm at today. Um, especially interesting journey to get to Montana. Um, so like we mentioned, I was living in Florida. I was um, doing really well for myself. I had a great place at the beach. I had my family and friends there, um, a really well-paying job. So looking inwards, um, it really it looked ideal, but um, I wasn't fulfilled. So for me, seeking something more, and I wasn't quite sure what it was at that point, but I knew that I needed to make some moves to feel, to feel that fulfillment um, that I was seeking. And for me, the only way to do that is just jump all in, no hesitation, no regrets. Um, for example, I knew nothing about boats. I had not been on many boats in my lifetime. So what did I decide to do? <laughs> uh, I went out and bought a 21-foot Bayliner Cuddy cabin and taught myself <laughs> how to hook it up. And I know, crazy. And trailer it and bath it in the water and navigate the waters with it, literally having no idea whatsoever what I was doing no help. <laughs> um, I will say for a fact, it was not always pretty, but I did it. And, you know, um, that's a decent sized boat for someone who has no oh, yeah. experience. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, yeah. Another example, I got a motorcycle, a little 650 CC, um, Pearl white Suzuki Boulevard and taught myself to ride it. And there were definitely a couple um, super questionable situations where I got way too ahead of myself. But for me, that's how I learn, um, you know, just getting yourself in a situation that you're not comfortable with and getting out of your comfort zone. And that, for me, when the learning process begins, it's either sink or swim. And for me, yeah, there's no better way to learn something than to go about it in that manner. Um, that doesn't work for everyone. And I definitely understand that. But for me, getting out of my comfort zone um, regardless of how scary it is, it just makes me so much stronger and I really appreciate whatever it is that I'm doing. So again, um, I was living in Florida. I had all these great things 
and decided that I wanted to move to see if I could make it in a remote place solo and was seeking something at that point, didn't know quite what it was. But I knew that if I followed this path and had faith and, you know, went with my gut that I would find whatever it was that I was seeking out. Um, So within 30 days, I decided to move and decided (laughs) to either, yeah, it would either be the Florida Keys or Montana, very polar opposites, obviously. (laughs) Um, So if it were the Keys, I wanted to somehow um, become a professional angler or guide or something to that extent, hopefully get on with some folks who would help me out and put me on the right path. If I were to go to Montana, I had absolutely no idea what I was going to do, <laughs> um, but it felt right. And so I decided after throwing some applications out there um, that whoever called me back first and offered me a position, that's where I was going. That's wow. it. No second thought. Yeah. Um, so I got a call from Big Sky Resort in Big Sky, Montana and had a couple phone interviews. They ended up offering me the position. So yeah, again, within 30 days of deciding to move, I interviewed and got a job. I rented out my house. I sold my boat, got rid of my motorcycle, um, put all my belongings in storage. I quit my job, said bye to all my family and friends. Um, I packed up my truck and literally whatever could fit in my truck were the only things coming with me. Um, yeah, I ended up renting a space sight unseen. For the record, never do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then I, I ended up driving straight through from Florida to Montana. It's about 33 hours, and the rest is history, they say. Um, so it's been, quite, it's been about a year and a half, maybe a little bit over that. Um, and literally, I can't imagine not having done this. I'm so glad that I trusted my gut and the process and having faith. And I'm currently selling my place in Florida. Um, so if your folks want to buy it, hey, now, um, <laughs> let me know. <laughs> Um, but I had no plans to go back. Uh, I was there for a month in December and it just reminded me how much I miss Montana. So all in all, it's been quite the adventure getting here. Obviously quite a few more stories that go along with that, but for time's sake, we'll leave it with that. Um, but it's been a really amazing experience having been raised in Texas and moving here from Florida, from the South. I was about an hour South of Georgia. Um, you know, I wasn't comfortable with snow or ice or driving in those conditions, especially in my rear-wheel drive truck. Um, I didn't know a soul when I got out here. I got out here, turned around, started the new job within two days, and then my birthday was two days later. And so it's been a really, really crazy experience for me. It's all been foreign. It's all been brand new. I didn't know anything about what winter had in store for me. I didn't know anything about big games anything about mountains, anything about this whole Montana lifestyle, definitely not anything about grizzly bears. Hell no. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So that was uh, quite the adjustment, but all in all, again, it's getting out of my comfort zone and pushing myself to try new experiences. Um, It's just been amazing and it's transformed me exponentially. And I honestly don't know where I'd be if I had not made this plunge to come up here. Um, Every day I wake up and I just feel so blessed and so thankful. Even when I'm bummed out and I'm just not having it, I look around and I'm like, damn, I'm so, so blessed to be here and to have these views, so blessed to live in a community with similar mindsets, um, 
I've made some great friends here. I've had some really interesting work opportunities and things that I wouldn't have uh, necessarily been exposed to otherwise. So here I'm down for the ride and I'm excited to see where it takes me. Yeah, that's so there's a lot to be said in, in, you know, what you said there in a minute and a half, two minutes. But just going for it, right? I mean, that's GD inspirational. Um, just throwing caution to the wind. Most of us won't do that. Like, I know I'm reluctant to do that. You know, my wife and myself have been talking about moving out of California for a while. Um, and as we get closer to being allowed to do that, it's still very intimidating. Right. So to be able just to say, hey, I'm going for it. Um, that's something else. You're a badass. <laughs> I wouldn't fail that. But I mean, it is human nature to be reluctant to change. I mean, that's a natural, um, natural instinct is to be reluctant. And um, so I totally get that. And most people are that way. And, you know, a lot of people call me crazy for some of the things that I've done and um, a lot of things that I've done, especially solo as a woman, again, that's, you know, not necessarily a big deal for me, but, um, I just tend to, to think of it differently. And, uh, I have one life to live and Hey, I'm here to enjoy it. And like I said, I'm along for the ride. Right. That's awesome though. That is freaking awesome. So you brought up the solo thing again, right? And that is most times my preferred way to be outdoors what what draws you to the solo experience um well i'm glad i'm not the only one honestly (laughs) i like my own company and honestly it's it's really about freedom for me so if i want to wake up in the morning and i do this actually quite often um i'm in a position now where due to technology and and um kind of where I'm at in my life, I'm able to pursue and advance my career in education from generally anywhere. So a lot of mornings, like I was saying, I'll wake up, I'll look at a map and pick a random locale that I have never been to or never heard of, grab the dog, hop in the truck and roll out. So I don't want to have to wait for someone. I, you know, like I said, I'm drawn to crude things. So if I see something intriguing, you know, in some random place and I want to stop or I want to get out and hike or, you know, I, there's no restraint. It's just me. Um, yeah, so it really, all of this just comes back to freedom. That, uh, yeah, I'm gonna say it again. You're a badass because there's not, I mean, <laughs> and, and, and I'm, I'm just broad stroking, right? There's not many women that are just gonna pick up, say I'm out and then, you know, pick up every morning and throw a dart at the map and say, okay, I'm going out here. Um, you know, boots in the mud, um, out on the mountainside, you know, with the dog in an area you've never been to. I mean, there's. I mean, I, I will say it's scary. A lot of the times I get myself and put myself in situations that are out of my comfort zone and in territories that I don't know. And again, I'm still, um, learning this locale and, and learning about mountain life and, and, um, you know, all the animals and critters that are out here. So I do put myself in situations that are a little uncomfortable for me, but again, that's what drives me. So. Right. right. Uh, overcoming that situation is, uh, and that's, I think one of the reasons I like the solitude, but that's one of the reasons I, I like the solo experience is it's only you, right? It, it's you that's going to make it through. Um, there's a ton of growth in that. 
Absolutely. Couldn't have said it better. So let's dive back into hunting a little bit. What uh, What's on your hit list? What's on the top of that list? What's driving you to get that bow? Definitely, definitely trying to take advantage of where I am and uh, hopefully uh, harvest some elk at some point. Um, I know it's a process and I have a lot of work to do and I, I need to get uh, educated quite a bit. Um, but yeah, that's my path and, and I'm excited for it. It's awesome. And where you're at, you have, wow, opportunities abound, right? I mean, oh my goodness, bison, so many. mule deer, uh, whitetail, bear. I mean, there is just yes, game rich. Absolutely. So, what kind of resources are you leaning on? I know you said, uh, you said Michael Batiste, so with Elk Calling Academy. Um, yeah. What so, else, what I else religiously, um, attend all his uh, Wapiti Wednesday Q&A. Um, as you're obviously well aware, I have terrible service here, so I routinely get kicked off. Um, but that, I mean, it's just such a great free resource. And again, for those people who are new to the sport and don't know where to start, there are so many amazing online resources, um, so many great podcasts. There's just so informa- so much information um, to be absorbed Um so I know I'm going to join the, uh, the Elk Calling Academy Patreon um, at some point and um, listen to all your podcasts. And obviously, I reach out to the Kong Valley guys and girls all the time with questions. Um, so, yeah, I have a lot of great people. You know, I have a lot of local people here, um, you know, that are following me and, um, you know, have my back and are obviously giving me a lot of advice. So I have a lot of amazing, amazing resources, and I'm very very thankful for that. So I appreciate it. When you reflect back on all this stuff, right, and this wandering, however you look at that, what there apparently there's no regret with it, right? But what what's there that just keeps you driving, right? I mean, there there has to be a or I shouldn't say has to be right. Cause I have no idea. I'm not the perpetual wanderer, but there has to be a point where you say, okay, at this point I'm going to settle down. Are you looking at that? Or is it just like, I'm going full throttle at this thing and, and there's nothing, you know, there's no, there's no stopping right now. Um, to be totally honest, I am not, um, I'm not thinking that way. So I am pursuing things that I'm passionate about that, uh, and I'm following my path. I, never know where that path will lead me, but I know that if I have faith in myself and my journey and I'm doing the right things and I have the right people surrounding me that, um, things will kind of fall in place. And when I come to a time that I need to settle down or whatever it may be, that that will present itself and it'll present itself at the right time. And I'll know that that's what I'm meant to do. But until I find something distinctive like that, I'm just going to, you know, keep chugging along and and doing my thing and trying to be a better person every day and and trying to learn more and um, just seeing where this path takes me. And, uh, yeah, so we'll see what happens. Staying outside of that comfort zone. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Precisely. Yeah, that's awesome. So get the bow. Um, you're going to pull your tags just in Montana or are you looking at anywhere else right now? Is it just, uh, just that elk journey at the moment? 
just the elderly at the moment. Um, like I said, I have so much to learn and um, there's so much practice to do that um, I really want to focus and kind of have my eyes on the prize and, and stay local and learn what I'm doing and build up and access all these great resources I have here locally um, and then kind of work my way up to that. So it's something to look forward to in the future. Yeah, because you, uh, I mean, where's, how far out of uh, Billings are you? So I am actually um, in Pine Creek. Like I said, it is out in the middle of nowhere. Um, actually right on the road that um, leads into Yellowstone National Park. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I'm, let's say, like 45 minutes from Bozeman. Um, I'm southwest Montana. Um Fairly close to the Wyoming border. Oh, wild. Don't get me going on Wyoming. Me and Wyoming got a score to settle. <laughs> oh, yeah? Oh, my God. Wild kicked my <laughs> butt. Yeah, kicked my butt last year. So, yeah, we're crossing our fingers. <laughs> so, you posted something recently. Um, I would rather own a little and see the world than own the world and see a little. Um, give me some of that. Yeah. So I came across that book quite a while ago and it just stuck with me. It resonated with me. Um, I think it kind of represents my lifestyle and how I choose to live my life. Um, and like I said, we only live once and I fully intend on, on having um, an amazing life and, everything that I'm able to see while I'm still here um, and you know I've, I've been very successful in the past I actually took a I think a $45,000 pay cut to move to Montana um, that's how important this was to me like I said I left everything there I, you know I had built up you know, I had all these toys and had all this amazing stuff and I was able to purchase whatever I wanted by myself and um, I really didn't want for anything. So again, that's meaningless to me. That's not, um, it's not fulfilling me. So, um, you know, with the option of owning everything or, or being able to see this world and um, fully explore it, there's nothing in comparison. I'd give up the money any day. Right. And that's important, right? I mean, again, so many of us, we get, we get caught up in, in possessions or monetary things um that that kind of trap us from living what we dream to live um absolutely right that that's and we all do it you know we're all guilty of that at certain times and it's not necessarily a bad thing it's just does that suit your lifestyle yeah well some of it is comfort too right i mean you get comfortable with where you're at and it's just that you know we call it the daily grind Right. Right. It gets stuck in that daily grind and we think that that's all, you know, that's all there is. That's to me, that's what's so great about, you know, hunting and the outdoors is it that's the solstice or the break from, you know, that daily grind getting out there and, and reconnecting with, you know, that 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 primal instinct, if you will. Absolutely, even, and it makes you appreciate it. Yeah, not even the hunting part portion of it, right? Just getting outdoors and, like I said, getting your, you know, getting your boots in the mud and, you know, going right. to that that area that gets you outside of your comfort zone. Right, it just gives you a fresh perspective, and 
uh, and it makes me appreciate everything that you're working for, you know? So we're going to jump um, into a, a topic, right? That, that I'm curious to see how you answer. So being a new hunter <laughs> um, or we'll, yeah, or you're a new hunter. So conservation, right? It's, it's, something that's very important uh to me um and i'm not trying to put you know put you on the spot it's just to spawn a thought process so where do you stand on conservation um and and what have you learned about it thus far if anything ah that's a great question so it's a funny thing um you know you can hear hunters talk about conservation all day long but they're hunters. So um, I know one of Hong Valley's missions is to educate people who um, are opposed to hunting. Um, so for those people who are listening to Hunter say this, it's kind of a lot of the times it's falling on deaf ears. And I think Hong Valley is doing a really great job of, um, of of turning those people's opinions around, which is super important. Um, but it really puts me in a position um, and gives me a great opportunity as a non-hunter at this point um, to speak on this subject. So, um, like I said earlier on the podcast, I wasn't brought up with hunting. I have no background in it. I'm just starting to pursue this. I'm just starting to get educated. So that being said, if you take the time to do your research and, and go in with an open mind, talk to hunters, know what they do, know what they're about. Um, I think most people will come out on the other side of that with a very different perspective than what they initially started with. Um, these guys and girls, they know their stuff. And I think a lot of what people don't understand um, about hunting is the amount of respect and, and ethics that go into hunting, both um, for the animal and the process. If if you think about it, hunters have a vested interest in sustaining the animal's population so they can continue their pursuit. Um, like I mentioned, there's a lot of respect for the animals when harvested. Um, you know, every hunter that I talk to is ethical. They have a passion for the animal. They have a deep respect for the animal. Um, it's interesting, NPR, National Public Radio, just released an article um, just recently regarding how much hunters play a role in conservation. Uh, I think it stated that with the decrease in hunting recently and the money that has been generated from um, license fees, taxes on guns, ammo, angling equipment, all of that provides about 60% of the funding for state wildlife agencies which manage most of the wildlife in the U.S. So, again, as, as contradictory as it may seem, hunters play a huge, huge role in conservation. So did you see any difference when you were down south in Florida to coming out here in the West when it comes to conservation or the outlook? Because in Florida, there there's a tradition uh, I'm not saying that it's not here in the West, but there's an outdoor tradition. I mean, it, it just seems like more people are involved in it. And that could be from me looking at it from California. Um, but there's more of a open mind to when it comes to, you know, getting out and fishing um, or hunting Osceolas or pigs or the little dinky whitetails that they have down there. Did you notice <laughs> a difference or is that something that you explored when you were down there or? Um, I wasn't really involved in the hunting community in Florida, mostly all fishing. Um, but in my opinion, I would say absolutely otherwise. I would say 
that that's the case more so here. Um, huge hunting uh, and just generally outdoor lifestyle here. But guide people. It's so do you have any messages that you want to get out there? Anything you want to say? Any uh, Anything to inspire anyone to get out and chase their passion? Yeah, again, I just go for it. You know, find something that you're passionate about. Um, find your calling. See what fulfills you and just go after it. Like I said, you have one life to live. Um, so live it accordingly. Um, also, just... Uh, you know, I want to thank you for having me on here. It's been really great. I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to tell my story and talk about Song Valley and all of the amazing things that we'll be doing in the upcoming future. So we hope everyone stays tuned. Song Valley is really an amazing resource um, for current outdoorsmen, but also those trying to get into the sport. So um, go check them out. Um, and I just want to thank you. Honestly, you are doing really awesome things. Thank and you. I can't wait to see where you go with all this. Yeah, me either. <laughs> I'm curious. <laughs> it's <laughs> been a blast, be. though. Now, it's, it's super fun, right? You, you hear all these different stories, and it's almost like you become part of that story, right? It, it's uh, It sounds cliche to a point, but there's like this connection there that the outdoors has. It's just been amazing, amazing experience. So, but yeah, thank you for those words and um, glad to have got to sit down for a few minutes with you and, you know, hear your input and your story and your part of Kong Valley. So I look forward to seeing how your journey plays out this year in the Elkwoods. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you greatly. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. You can catch up with Lena on Instagram at perpetualwanderer406. Thank you for listening. Follow and tag us on Instagram at Western Contours. Jump on iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean. Subscribe, leave us a comment, and don't forget to hit that five-star rating. We appreciate the support, and until next time, lay them down.